This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. We're joined today by David Pivnik, brilliant leader at McGuire Woods. David talks to us regularly about trends that he's watching in the private equity world, the litigation world, uh, and, and, and that he shares with us. David, let me tee it up and ask you, are there a couple trends you're watching currently? What's top of mind for you in watching the sort of healthcare and private equity litigation forefront? Absolutely, Scott. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of my practice is focused on defending government enforcement action. So one of the things that I'm always monitoring is uh, trends in connection with Department of Justice activity. And so one of the things uh, that's sort of at the intersection of, of my practice is where the government has shown focus on private equity investment in the healthcare space. Um, the firm, McGuire Woods and myself personally represent a significant number of private equity funds around the country, and particularly those who are invested generally in healthcare, but also frankly, who focus on healthcare. So it's particularly noteworthy to me to see how the government um, is looking at private equity investment in healthcare and where it's choosing to uh, pursue enforcement actions. And so I, that's something I've been very focused on. And we've certainly seen a meaningful increase in the last few years of enforcement activity relating to that kind of private equity investment in healthcare. It used to be that the focus would strictly be on the healthcare entities themselves the platform, so to speak, uh, and less so on the private equity investment. But we're seeing a shift there. And I I don't think it's one where the government is pursuing uh, private equity just by virtue of the investment. It, it's usually more targeted, but it's certainly an area where we're seeing a lot more uh, DOJ scrutiny. And as I've had discussions uh, with attorneys at the Department of Justice, they've, they've confirmed that that's something they're working through as well. So I think that's something to give you your focus. And, and I think it will continue to be important because ultimately um, a lot of the Department of Justice investig investigative activity is based on whistleblower cases and the whistleblower bar in the false claim space is pretty coordinated. So if they think there are targets with deeper pockets such as private equity funds, I think they're gonna continue to go after those which will in turn prompt DOJ activity. So I'm, I'm focused on, on that in general, and I'm, I'm happy to speak to some of the areas where I'm seeing that activity uh, come up, if that would be helpful. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. And why is it that the Department of Justice, why does it seem that they're so anti-private equity? Why, it, I mean, it, you know, we all get the sort of stereotypes of, oh, this is, you know, big money investing into areas and so forth. You know, but it doesn't make it bad money. Why are they so sort of like seemingly aggressively pointed towards private equity? I mean, I, I think the the concept, which I, I agree with you, I don't think it's fair, but I think the rationale is effectively, you know, healthcare should be provided based on, you know, patient needs and what is purely medically necessary and appropriate without any outside influences. And the thinking is that, you know, we've got statutes like the anti-kickback statute to avoid you know, payments or inducements for referrals. And the government generally treats a lot of activity as though running a for-profit business in healthcare uh, is frowned upon. I think the reality is the law certainly allows for profit in the healthcare industry and there's nothing unlawful about it. It is, with that said, a highly regulated space, but I think that is the nuance uh, that often is troubling and that causes that DOJ scrutiny is that there's a belief that medical practitioners should be working truly for the best interest of their patients. And I think that is a fair statement and I think that's accurate. Um, but I think sometimes there's a perception that that is not compatible 
with a profit business, which I think is an unfair statement. And I think that while medical necessity and treating patient needs appropriately and providing the services that are actually necessary, not random services or services that go beyond what is truly needed, um, those are important factors and things that should be done. But I don't think that's you know contrary or un incompatible with the idea of also having a profit business in the healthcare space. Thank you. We're starting to see some private equity sponsored companies under attack. There's a, a huge practice management conglomeration that was put under attack from a antitrust perspective. Um, you know, at the same time, it seems like the power on the other side of the equation is so significant, um, meaning the payers and so forth. And, and you're starting to see, are, are the private equity funds themselves getting brought into these two, or is it more the sponsored companies? What does that look like? So for, for a while now, for several years, uh, you know, dating back a decade plus, we've seen the, the platforms, the sponsored companies getting dragged into the investigations. Over the last few years, um, we've definitely seen a shift where some of the private equity funds are getting brought in themselves, either being named as a defendant by whistleblower, being pursued by the DOJ uh, directly as a, as a defendant, or at a minimum receiving civil investigative demands to look into the private equity uh, funds relationship with with the platform. Um, what I'm not seeing, and I'm, I'm pleased to say I'm not seeing, is that occurring just by virtue of the investment. I've seen it occur in a few different scenarios, and all of them tend to relate directly to activity or specific inactivity on the part of the private equity sponsors. So, for example, we've seen cases where there's a kickback allegation, and the government pursues the private equity fund in part because it, it's the fund that was alleged to have structured the kickback arrangement uh, and have paid the kickbacks. And so there's a direct allegation related to, you know, express conduct of the private equity firm that the government is pursuing as being wrongful. Uh, we've also seen instances where there are issues that are uncovered, you know, on, on a transaction that a private equity fund is pursuing on the buy side, and there's misconduct that's uncovered and the private equity fund, you know, leverages that or is alleged to have leveraged that for purposes of getting a discount or a better deal on the transaction, but then doesn't take the appropriate steps to correct the conduct on the back end. So they've benefited from it, but they've not actually fixed it or refunded dollars to the government, notwithstanding the benefit and, and the government's taken umbrage with that. And then the third category, which I think is probably most troubling because it's the most sort of opaque is I've seen a couple of cases where the government has effectively pursued the private equity fund because it, it sits on or controls the board and the underlying issues were raised to the attention of the board. Um, you know, generally this is something that was raised on multiple occasions over a prolonged period of time. And the board has effectively willfully turned a blind eye to those concerns because the private equity fund was allegedly more more interested in running the board and operating the company in a way that would maximize profit, notwithstanding these concerns being raised. And I think that one is the most troubling because I think it starts to become a fine line between um, simply being aware of activity and not uh, doing everything possible to stop it and, and then what a reasonable reaction is uh, as compared to actually structuring wrongdoing and being actively involved in it. So I, I think that one starts to be a finer line and, and a a tighter distinction as to what truly should give rise to liability, but it's an area where we've certainly seen activity as well. And I think it's, it's a good reminder, you know, for, for 
private equity funds to, you know, act deliberately and conscientiously on this front, have board training on compliance activities, make sure that platforms have an opportunity for the compliance officer or folks involved in the compliance program to report directly to the board and then have an active discussion to vet these issues, figure out whether there's actual concerns and then take appropriate corrective steps. No, absolutely fascinating. David, I want to thank you for joining us. As fast as the Department of Justice just ramp up their efforts for private equity and private equity sponsored healthcare companies, we'll see how long that lasts, whether it remains a real focus or not. But it does seem sort of like a witch hunt after private equity for no particularly great reason, other than the fact that it's a, it's a money area and, and the people that run the Department of Justice don't love the money areas. David, Thank you for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity Cloud Podcast. Always brilliant to visit with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Scott.